the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Stupidity in education. Yeah, we talk about that a lot around here. Uh, And it's because examples of it are so easy to find. There's a lot of it going around at the college level, and we're going to talk about that a little bit later in the show. We'll talk about the stupidity that you can find in college sports and what some people are trying to do to fix it, including a state rep from Mount Lebanon who's going to school on the law that was passed in California on Monday. Uh, That's the one that says it will force schools to pay athletes. Two state reps will introduce a bill that would make colleges in Pennsylvania pay athletes or at least let them go out and, you know, earn money from their fame and popularity. We'll talk to one of those reps coming up, and there's a lot of stupidity involving pronouns at both the high school and college level. There's a story about that just about every day. And after the break, we'll talk to someone from the Alliance Defending Freedom who's helping a teacher in Virginia who's suing to get his job back after he was fired for using an improper pronoun. And the website Campus Reform, which exists because of so much stupidity on campuses, has a story today about a professor at Dartmouth who wants to make it mandatory for students to take courses instructing them about white privilege. So after your parents pay 25000 bucks or more for that first semester, as soon as you get on campus, you'll be told how ashamed you should be for having the nerve to be white. It's a sociology professor, of course. Uh, Emily Walton is her name. USA Today actually gave her space for an op-ed. She writes about white blindness for a state, uh, right blindness or a state in which privilege is invisible, and she blames the school for uh, for not teaching the schools. That is, for not teaching the kids in K through 12 uh, because they don't require white students to contend with history in an inclusive, critical way. And then we also have a uh, something in uh, Seattle called. Uh, it's a, it's identity mathematics. Identity and agency is part of the deal, and uh, it's all about how mathematics uh, marginalizes people and communities of color. I'm not kidding you. And they, some of the questions they ask, and the the kids will be asked in the course, and we answered, I guess. What is my mathematical identity? Is there an authority to math knowledge? What does it mean to do math? And how important is it to be right? What's right? Says who? Unbelievable stupidity. We'll talk about lots of stupidity coming up. Stick around. Don't know much about history. Don't know much biology. Don't know much about a science book. Don't know much about the French I took. If you're an employer, a business owner, if you have five to 100 employees, listen up. The cost of doing business continues to skyrocket, strangling your HR department with more regulations, administrative duties, and liability than ever. I'm John Steigerwald. Your health plan's a big part of that cost. Another year, another 10% rate hike, another $1,000 increase on your deductible, another hospital or doctor you can't go to because they're not in the network. Isn't it time for a change? Well, stop the insanity and call Marley Financial, the most innovative agency in the industry. Put an end to the annual increase. Give your employees a national network that all hospitals accept and reduce your monthly premiums by 20 to 30%. It doesn't matter when your renewal is. Marley can help today. Call 724-884-1496. Marley Financial, 724-884-1496. 724-884-1496. Job growth has slowed significantly in Greater Pittsburgh in recent months. And while there are myriad factors in the job creation equation, the Allegheny Institute for Public Policy says the usual suspects can be tagged for the region's anemic employment performance. Learn more about this topic at AlleghenyInstitute.org, where conventional public policy thinking has been challenged since 1995. That's AlleghenyInstitute.org. 
Regenerate Me, now open in Bethel Park, is helping people restore, rebuild, and regenerate their bodies through Advanced Biological Therapy, or ABT. Advanced Biological Therapy gets amazing results by helping your body regenerate skin, restore metabolism, and relieve chronic joint problems to avoid surgery. Regenerate Me specializes in bone and joint issues like arthritis, skin problems due to aging, and even fat loss. Learn more at RegeneratePGH.com. From the Services tab, click the ABD Candidate Program and fill out the questionnaire. A health professional will call you back and help you determine if advanced biological therapy is for you. Regenerate Me's equipment and treatments have been cleared for safety by the FDA and are not covered by health insurance or Medicare. Call 412-851-3811 to schedule a no-obligation consultation or attend the next office dinner lecture on October 16th, catered by Pasta 2, to find out more. Seating is limited. RSVP now. 412-851-3811. In the know. I'm Rich Rosario. Generation Z believes bullying is the biggest issue of their time, according to new data. A survey of American youth ages 6 to 17, commissioned by the Boy Scouts of America, found that bullying ranked as a top concern for young people on a community, national, and global level. That's why the Boy Scouts of America has been actively working to equip kids with the tools they need to counteract bullying. All Scouts participate in anti-bullying training and learn to live by the Scout Law, a foundational element of Scouting with 12 guiding characteristics that include being helpful, trustworthy, and kind. And it's having real impact. A 2015 study by Tufts University found that children involved in Cub Scouts were significantly more kind and helpful than non-Scouts. Scouting provides the nation's foremost youth program of character development and values-based leadership training, which helps young people to be prepared for life. To learn more about scouting, visit scouting.org. Does your dog itch, scratch, stink, or shed like crazy? Come to Dynavite for help. Order a 90-day supply of Dynavite. Pick up two bottles of Licko Chops, get the third bottle free. New improved Licko Chops with omega-6, omega-3, vitamin E, and now six extra direct-fed microbials. Even better for the digestive tract and immune system. And dogs love it. Try Licko Chops. Buy two, get one free. This is Henry Lukasiewicz for Dynavite. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. The American Association for Cancer Research is the world's first and largest organization dedicated to finding cures through research. Please support cancer research by donating today at www.aacrfoundation.org. This is the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250, The Answer. We are uh, waiting to hear from our man from uh, Alliance Defending Freedom, and we're, I'm sure we're going to get him, but uh, even if we don't, I um, just want to mention that the ADF uh, is representing this guy. We're going to be talking about him in a minute, and in case I forget to mention it during our interview, uh, Alliance Defending Freedom, we've had them on the show here several times, Usually for cases like this that involve just unbelievable stupidity and people being the victims of it. But uh, the ADF represents these people for free. And uh, we told the story about this guy. He used the wrong um, pronoun, and he's now looking for his – trying to get his job back. So ADF is representing him, and they're going to file a lawsuit. But uh, if you want to give to ADF – I have a number here, 800-654-3969 is the number. So uh, Alliance Defending Freedom is the uh, is the organization, and we've had them on here many times, and uh, we're hoping to have them on right now, except that the, uh, the man who is supposed to be calling in hasn't called in. So I'll tell you, I just, uh, while we're waiting for that, I want to mention, uh, we're, we talked about, uh, we're going to hear from uh, Dan Miller, the... Um, the uh, state rep from Mount Lebanon about the bill that he's introducing or going to introduce to pay college athletes. Um, and you'll hear from him. I taped the interview with him a little while ago. But also in the second half hour <clears throat> um, after the break at uh, 530, I'm going to have Mike DeCourcy here. He's from the Sporting News. And um, not everybody, and getting back to the subject of uh, paying college athletes, not everybody is uh, thrilled with the idea that California is going to force schools to do this. So um, Mike DeCourcy actually wrote a piece in which uh, he pretty much trashes uh, Governor uh, Gavin Newsom for uh, what they're doing, and he says it's a gigantic waste of time. 
and Mike DeCourcy's been around college sports for a million years. He's been um, uh, covering college football and basketball for the Sporting News and SportingNews.com for a long time. So we'll have, and he's a Pittsburgh guy, by the way. We'll have him at uh, 5.30. So right now, I think we're going to talk to... Uh, are we going to talk to our man here, Aaron? Caleb Dalton is his name. He's a legal counsel with Alliance Defending Freedom, and he joins us now. Caleb, thanks for being here. John, thanks so much for having me. So the guy's name is uh, Peter Vlaming, V-L-A-M-I-N-G, Vlaming, Vlaming. Uh, yes. He was a French teacher at West Point High School in Virginia, and he's trying to get his job back after being fired over pronouns. And Alliance Defending Freedom is helping him with his lawsuit. Um, what uh, what was Mr. Vlaming's fireable offense? It was really not being able to compromise his conscience. I mean, he he had a student who identified as, as transgender. He's had the student for the last three years and known her as a girl. She now wants to identify as a boy, and, he, and Peter went out of his way to accommodate that. He was willing to use her new preferred name. He had his entire French class choose a new, uh, allow them to choose new names so that this student wouldn't feel singled out since she was changing her name. Um, but that wasn't enough for the school board. He, Like I said, he did everything he could to accommodate him, and they said, no, you have to use uh, male pronouns to refer to this female student or you will be fired. He couldn't in good conscience do that, and they fired him. Now, is, is it a religious thing with him and good conscience, or does he just think it's unbelievably stupid because it could easily be both? You know, he does. his faith does teach him that God created everyone, male and female, and mm-hmm. that it's wrong to tell a lie. And, and he believes that language is important. As a French teacher, he knows the meaning of uh, and value of language to communicate ideas. And using uh, language to communicate an idea that he believes is false is just something he can't do in good conscience. So from a legal standpoint, though, why shouldn't the school, no matter how dumb it may be, have the authority to direct the teacher to honor a student's request? Well, I think it really comes down to the core value that nobody should be forced to contradict their core beliefs just to keep their job. This isn't an issue of curriculum. It's not an issue of of not teaching science in a classroom, for example. This is an issue of the school compelling him and his personal interactions and, and the use of a personal pronoun to violate his conscience. And that's not something that the values of free speech and religious freedom permit a, a government entity to do. We're talking to Caleb Dalton. He's legal counsel with uh, Alliance Defending Freedom. Um, so what does he uh, is he trying to gain from the lawsuit? He's really trying to establish the core principle that nobody should be forced to contradict their core beliefs just to be able to hold a job in, in a government agency. So he, he wants to establish the principle that nobody should be fired uh, over not being able to be compelled to speak a message that violates their faith. It's really pretty simple. Tolerance is a two-way street. And Mr. Vlaming was willing to accommodate the student in every way that he could. And the school board wouldn't budge an inch. So he really wants to establish this principle that we can all get along with one another, that tolerance is a two-way street, and that teachers shouldn't be forced to contradict their core beliefs just to hold a job. And he's also, uh, he wants an injunction, and he's looking for a half a million bucks, right? Um, There are damages involved now. There's some legal nuances of why those numbers were there, of of how you have to plead things in Virginia State Court. But Mm -hmm. really the main core purpose of this lawsuit is to establish that principle for everyone, not just for Peter, but for all teachers in Virginia. Well, let me ask you this, because uh, this can't be the only place where stuff like this is happening, because this whole pronoun insanity is everywhere, uh, and this is just a guy who, who decided he wasn't going to go along with it. Um, what are the ramifications if he wins this suit? The ramifications are simple. It just establishes that core principle that tolerance is a two-way street, that that we can find ways to accommodate one another's beliefs without firing somebody just because they can't violate their conscience. It's pretty easy to be able to accommodate one another. The school board wouldn't do that, even though Peter was very willing to. But I guess what I'm trying to get at here is, uh, could this have a a wide-ranging effect on what's happening in schools around the country if he wins the case? Absolutely, you could. And, and as you may know, we, we represent a professor at Shawnee State University who's been disciplined for a very similar issue of 
you know, willing to respect the student's wishes, their desire to change, but also not being able to cross that line and violate their own conscience. And, and all that professor is looking for, Dr. Mary Weather at Shawnee State, is the same thing Peter is looking for here, just tolerance being a two-way street, that we can learn how to live and let live, and that the school board or the university shouldn't be able to force somebody to violate their conscience just to keep their job. Oh, oh, I want to mention, too, that uh, you're doing this for free, as, as uh, ADF always does. And the number, uh, if you want to uh, call and donate some money to help, is 800-654-3969. So I'm uh, about 30 seconds uh, left here, and i got a hard break. Um, what, what do you, how do you like your chances in this? I think we have a, a great chance. The core principle uh, under the Constitution, under principles of free speech, is that nobody can be forced by the government to speak a message that violates their faith. It's very fundamental to the ideas of freedom in America, and I hope for Peter's sake and the rest of America that the court recognizes that well and establishes that principle that everybody has the freedom to live and work in the workplace without having to violate their conscience. Caleb Dalton, thanks for being here. John, thanks for having me. Okay, that's Caleb Dalton, legal counsel with Alliance Defending Freedom, doing good work. We hope he wins, and we'll be back. Yesterday on the show, we talked about the law that was passed in California called the Fair Pay to Play Act. It would force colleges to pay athletes, and it has gotten a lot of reaction around the country. It even got some reaction in Pennsylvania. Two local state reps, Dan Miller and Ed Ganey, are going to introduce a bill with the same name for college athletes in Pennsylvania. Dan Miller joins us now. Thanks for being here, Dan. Thank you, John. Glad to be here. So you and State Representative Ed Ganey uh, plan to introduce what's called the Fair, P- Fair Pay to Play Act. Are you following California's lead? Uh, they just signed this bill on Monday, I think it was, uh, the governor there. Or was this something you've been thinking about for a while? Uh, John, I'm, I'm familiar with the Players Association. I, I've known them for several years. Um, and uh, obviously the California bill has uh, sort of uh, been... Uh, the uh, sort of um, the light uh, on this issue. So clearly we wanted to see it uh, if it passed and then kind of use it to see how it might be helpful here in Pennsylvania. Okay, so I guess my, my question, my first question is a big one, and it's uh, why should the government interfere with a mutually agreed upon deal between uh, the athletes and the NCAA? You know, you know John, it, it's, it, it's good. I appreciate the point. Uh, two things first. Keep in mind, much public dollars, by the way, are in the collegiate system. I'm sure you know that um, public dollars are involved in a lot of how this works. So generally speaking, there always is some involvement that comes with that. On the other side of the equation, though, for it is what I see this is, is a way for us to give more economic opportunities and freedoms to the students and the athletes themselves. So to allow them to make decisions for themselves as to whether or not they wish to abide by certain rules or to be treated like every other 18 to 22-year-old and go contract as they see fit. Because I, I I, I'm actually on your side as far as thinking that uh, maybe these kids uh, should make some money if they'd like to, but my problem is that, they're, they, again, they, they, it's, a, it's a mutually agreed-upon uh, deal. You were quoted as saying athletes are forced to give up their rights and economic freedom while the colleges make hundreds of millions of dollars off their talent and likeness. So who's being forced to play college football or college basketball? Well, there, obviously, um, everybody can say no. So we know that, right? So right. I would agree in the fullness of the word, somebody can say, no, I won't come to your school. So I, I accept that that is um, uh, a difference to, to the use of the word. Uh, but the other part about it is, is what we know is that if you and I were 18 through 22, mm-hmm. became a musical performer of some ability, that you and I at 18 through 22 can walk down uh, get into an agent uh, agreement with whomever we chose, mm-hmm. decide to get into a sponsorship with whatever one we wanted to sponsor, decide to get endorsements with whomever they wanted to do an endorsement with, and nobody would ask a question regarding the ability exercised by that 18 to 22-year-old to exercise their constitutional rights to enter into agreements and associate with who they will. Right, but, but yet... Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was going to say uh, somebody somebody playing the tuba isn't the same as a quarterback. They they um, th- it's a competition, and the NCAA, which I think is a cesspool, by the way, but the NCAA has this uh, rule. 
because it's trying to maintain competitive balance and make sure that, uh, at least in theory, that these kids are real college students and not being paid, uh, not playing for the t- whatever school decides to pay them the most money. It doesn't matter if you know if, if you're a clarinet player and you want to go uh, play, uh, learn how to play the clarinet at Duquesne and play in a bar at night. Nobody cares. But you're not competing. Duquesne's not competing with other schools for clarinet players. Uh, I, I, not to go into that, I, I do understand the point that you're making yeah. with it. But, but let me say it this way uh, with you, uh, John. I, I believe the system is antiquated and, and, and failing. Uh, and I know that a lot of people, I, I believe you're hinting to yourself as well, that have some questions with how uh, some of the associations are operating mm-hmm. uh, and, and how it works. But we also know that, look, this is a 14, I, I've been hearing 14 billion, but multi-billion dollar industry that has developed around college sports. And that's tremendous. And here in Pennsylvania, we have some fantastic schools that have a fantastic legacy for athletics and, and excellence. And that's great. By the same token, as we have seen that sort of balloon, uh, I can't help but feel the inequities of those who are um, putting the hard work on the field to make things happen. Uh, so in my mind with it, uh, I don't believe that this is uh, allowing them the freedom to enter into contracts with endorsements or agents or anything else to build up their name ID in ways that could be greater benefit for them down the road is not a detractor to the system. I'm not even sure that the way things would develop, that they can stop this from eventually happening. Mm-hmm. So um, I do not have... Um, well, is this, is, 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 this a, an, is this an antitrust issue between the uh, federal government and the NCAA? Because these kids, if they want to play college football, they have one choice. Uh, but that also, would, to me, would uh, you'd have to talk about the NBA and the NFL. They are the, the people who prevent these kids from getting paid by not allowing them to come into their league until a certain age or until their high school, uh, until they've been three years out of high school. John, I, I take you as an expert in, in the sports yeah. uh, uh, arena much more than myself, but I, I would say to you is that I don't know. Uh, clearly, um, the amount of public dollars that are going from Harrisburg mm-hmm. into the University of Pittsburgh, into Penn State, into a variety of our systems here with it. Uh, I think that the, the, the responsibility to create a more balanced system that respects the constitutional rights that any 18-year-old would have is something that um, tilts a little bit more into the favor of allowing that sort of uh, free enterprise to work. Right. So in, in my opinion, while I would accept that there are things that would have to be adjusted and debated as we shift the paradigm, I can't get over the fact that in a multi-billion dollar industry that is largely subsidized through public dollars in many states, but clearly here in Pennsylvania, that we are also telling these hardworking people here that, look, we're going to treat you differently because you play college lacrosse or college baseball. You should have been uh, a, a singer. Mm-hmm. And then you could have gone and done whatever contract you wanted. Well, I'm I'm out of time, but I just if you would do me a favor, I, I would appreciate it if uh, you guys in in the in the government in government, state and federal, would look into the NFL, the NBA's uh, power to prevent kids from playing and forcing. If there's anybody being forced, the only way to get yourself ready. For the NFL, unlike baseball and hockey, where you can go to the minor leagues, uh, is because the NBA and the NFL, both monopolies, are controlling it. That's what bothers me, but that's just me. John, I, look, I could tell you that uh, the bill that we put out there uh, with me and Representative Ganey uh, has brought up a series of issues, some directly tied to what we're talking about, others a little bit off uh, for us. There clearly is a lot there, some, as you mentioned, a little more federal than state. Um, it is something, too, that uh, I'm looking to get uh, more knowledge uh, about as well. I don't anticipate this being a one-off where we're just going to walk away and let right. things fade into nothing. Uh, so we're going to continue to look at it, and we want to try and make sure that we're advancing legislation that uh, is, is positive overall. But I will not just ignore something because it's how it has been set up, and the people who are benefiting it most don't want to change because they're the ones who are benefiting from it. Um, you know, not in a way where you have multi-billions flowing in through and um, these uh, 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 athletes who may never get to the professional sports mm-hmm. uh, are have the opportunity to endorse maybe a deal with like a local car dealership or something that allows them something extra in relation to the work, and somehow that's wrong. Hey, Dan, so, I, I'm out of time. I appreciate you doing it, uh, and thanks for being here. Thank you, John.
With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. President Trump is pointing to a New York Times story that House Intelligence Committee Chairman Adam Schiff received an early account of the whistleblower's concern about the president's Ukraine phone call. That's a big story. He knew long before, and he helped write it, too. It's a scam. It's a scam. A spokesman for Intelligence Committee Chairman Schiff is denying the president's claim that Schiff helped write the whistleblower complaint. The spokesman says the whistleblower contacted the committee with a vague description of his concern and sought guidance on how to file a report. The staff referred the person to the inspector general. The spokesman says Schiff never saw any part of the complaint or knew precisely what the whistleblower would deliver. One of the New York Times reporters who first reported the contact accused the president of misrepresenting the story. Capitol Hill correspondent Wally Hines reporting on Wall Street, the data on by 494. This is SRN News. So there's this guy named Jordan, and he's a healthy guy. He's a dad of six, and he works as a guide in Alaska. But then he goes to the doctor, and he's diagnosed with cancer, stage four. And here's the thing. He had switched from medical insurance to MediShare, which is a Christian healthcare sharing ministry. So the question for Jordan and his wife Jenny was, is this really going to work? Our medical bills exceeded $160,000. MediShare members shared all our bills. And it was about more than just the money, too. This is a real community. MediShare is, is a family, a group of people that stick with you through the hardest times of your life. I just don't know how I could have done it without MediShare. It's so worth looking into. There's a reason this is growing so fast. If you want to find out more, here's a number for you. 844-45-BIBLE. That's 844-45-BIBLE. 844-45-BIBLE. Jay Sekulow stands up for religious liberty. Religious freedom is of utmost importance. So glad we have a president fighting for freedom of religion. Jordan, how important is that? I think it's absolutely so important to have a president come together at the United Nations and calling on the international community uh, to take actual concrete steps to prevent attacks against people on the basis of their religion or beliefs. Jay Sekulow Live, weeknights at 6, right before Larry Elder at 7, at AM 1250, The Answer. Community Bank, City Mission, Number One Cochrane, Highmark Stadium, Peters Township Community Center, Angelo's Restaurant, What do all these businesses have in common? Nello Construction. Design and build with one company. Nello Construction. Full service construction from the ground up. Renovation. Expansion. Nello Construction. The choice for business. See the projects. Begin the journey at NelloConstruction.com. If you're worried about market volatility or the possibility of losing money in the next market crash, the time to act is now. Effective financial management involves identifying opportunities. And with a 10-year bull market run, markets around all-time highs, and a highly contested election cycle right around the corner, we have an opportunity now to protect what's important. Don't risk losing a significant portion of your life savings in the next market downturn. Call Hunt and Associates today. 844-366-HUNT. That's 844-366-4868. The values we hold dear in this country are under attack, and there is no bigger American defender than Dinesh D'Souza, our best conservative filmmaker and author. This is your chance to meet Dinesh, learn of his work with 1776 Freedom's Calling, and hear him speak. Thursday, October 24th, at the Duquesne Club in Pittsburgh. VIP reception at 6.15, dinner at 7. Get your tickets at 1776freedomscalling.com or call 412-423-8210. Be part of this historic night with Dinesh D'Souza. Do you or your business have financial problems? Are you overwhelmed with debt? Then call me, Attorney Dennis Spire at 412-471-7675. My legal practice concentrates on bankruptcy law, debtor rights, and tax matters. I have over 30 years experience as a former United States Department of Justice bankruptcy attorney and lawyer in private practice. I have represented thousands of cases faced with financial problems and lawsuits. Reorganize and get a fresh start. Call 412-471-7675 or visit my website at DennisSpira.com. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. Heavy delays all over the place on the inbound Parkway West Montour Run Road to 60, 79 down to the Fort Pitt Tunnel. On the outbound Parkway East, you'll see a slowdown. Bates Street to Edgewood, Swissdale, inbound approaching the Fort Pitt Bridge. Duquesne Incline shut down. They've got bed bugs trying to get rid of those. That's shut down through 530 on Friday. Tonight at 7 p.m., the Stoops Ferry Road Bridge reopens after earlier construction. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson. AM 1250, the answer, weather. 
Mostly cloudy tonight, warm and muggy with a couple of showers. The low tonight, 67. We'll stay rather cloudy tomorrow, warm and humid with a couple of showers and even a thunderstorm, especially for the afternoon, high 83. Cooler tomorrow night, 55. Then a much cooler and less humid day for Friday with a mixture of clouds and sun. Friday's high, 63 degrees. With Iraqi weather forecast, I'm meteorologist Danielle Niddle. This is the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250, The Answer. Well, before the break, uh, you heard State Rep Dan Miller, who will be introducing the Fair Pay to Play Act, which will force Pennsylvania colleges to uh, pay athletes for the use of their image and likeness. California just passed a bill by that name on Monday. And there's been a lot of discussion about how that will affect college sports, especially if more states like Pennsylvania uh, follow California's lead. Uh, Mike DeCourcy covers college sports for the Sporting News, sportingnews.com. He's a Pittsburgh guy, too, and Mike joins us now. Mike, thanks for being here, man. John, I cannot tell you how delighted I am to hear that everything important in Pennsylvania is all squared away. Oh, yeah. So that they can tackle issues like this one. Well, I see, I have a different approach when people take that approach to uh, governments getting involved in things like this. The less they have to do, the less, the less time they have to spend on doing things to control my life, the better I like it. So I'd rather actually have them t- doing this than trying to figure out another way to raise my taxes or come up with some other stupid law that I have to uh, deal with. So, you know, I, I, believe, I, I feel that way when the federal government does that. So they say, oh, well, the president could have something better to do than having a, well, welcoming teams to the White House. At least he's not doing something to ruin my life while, you know, while he's taking care of that. So uh, that's the way I look at it. But, uh, but speaking of uh, governments and uh, politicians, you went after Governor Newsom pretty hard in your – that's the governor of California uh, – pretty hard in the first paragraph of your piece in the Sporting News. Was it today or yesterday? That was uh, – I, I believe I put it together on Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, it, it, what I, my, my criticism of Governor Newsom begins with what I talked about, the, uh, the nature of, of addressing an issue that is, uh, to me, not urgent, uh, that is, you know, is, is not something that they can uh, unilaterally change. Look, it, they can change uh, the law in California, but they can't change the reality for college athletes in in California, if, if if those if those players at Cal or Stanford or USC or UCLA want to be involved in the NCAA tournament, uh, they can't be paid at least not now. Mm-hmm. So they can sort of uh, try to exert their influences and that sort of thing, but they can't change the reality. So I'm not a believer in in them doing this for you know to to make a stand and to. And, and to, to sort of show how progressive they are or whatever. I, I'm a believer in doing things that make a difference in people's lives. And it, it, remember, every time that they do something like this, they're spending tax money because they're getting paid. And, mm. and, they're, and, you know, the lights are on and the heat's, and the heat's on or the air conditioning's <laughs> on. Right. So it's all costing this, the taxpayers of the state of California money. And, and if, you know, Pennsylvania eventually starts debating this bill, it'll cost the taxpayers of the state of Pennsylvania money, and it's ridiculous. I'm not necessarily opposed to athletes receiving payment for their name, image, and likeness, Mm -hmm. or being in position to market them. Uh, Philosophically, I'm not. But from a practical standpoint, it has to be structured in a way that doesn't damage the enterprise of college athletics that's so beneficial to so many young people. I mean, we're talking about thousands of young people that are going to college for either free or for significantly reduced costs. Yep. And as somebody who went to Point Park on a, on a journalism scholarship, I got out of college with no debt. I know what I know what a blessing that is. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't think that that should be uh, diminished in the way that this conversation, this debate has. Yeah, and so uh, you also write that uh, you, there seems to always be something inflammatory uh, being said by the... Uh, by the governor. Well, that's what I'm talking or, or whoever's about. Whoever's in involved of, in this, yeah. Yeah, in, in terms of the debate about this, it, it, has, it has completely diminished the true value of what the typical student-athlete does get. Even the typical student-athlete in the, in the money-making sports of basketball and football, men's basketball and football, 
they, that athlete gets a tremendous amount. I mean, I sat at a table. I'm in Chicago for the Big Ten basketball media day, and I sat at a table with with Matt Painter, who did not play professional basketball at a high level. Uh, and he talked about how going to Purdue was the defining circumstance of his professional life. He met all the people who were the most influential in him having the career that he has. And I also uh, was, was with Jawan Howard, who played for, I think, 19 years in the NBA and still looks at his Michigan educational experience as, as, as the most dramatic change in his life. So these, these are people who've been through it. They do not diminish the value that is presented currently in terms of uh, free education, unlimited food, training, medical care, promotion. Uh, you know, it, even if you look at it this way, John, um, some of the institutions I'm talking about, the University of Michigan, is a top 30, top 35 institution in America, according to U.S. News. It, we know now that there's a value just to being able to get in to that based on the court, the court case that involved the celebrities and so many others right. uh, uh, that, that, that were paying between $100,000 and $450,000 just to get their kids into schools. Well, if you're an athlete at that level and you're recruited by one of those elite schools, I mean, it's a, it's a six-figure benefit just to get the preferred admission if you look at it from that standpoint. Yeah, and and the other thing is, um, I've, I've always thought, what if they what if they said to a kid, you know, we really think you're a really good quarterback, and we'd like you to come to uh, UCLA. Uh, we'll pay you fifty thousand dollars if you come to UCLA, uh, fifty thousand dollars a year actually, but uh, we're not giving you free tuition, and you have to enroll as a student. So. You can do whatever you want with the fifty thousand dollars. You can um, you can use it to pay tuition to come here because you're not playing football unless you're an actual student, or you can go get a loan like so many other kids do and uh, uh, go out and buy yourself a nice car if you want. But th- this is this is what it's worth fifty thousand bucks. But you're not getting a free education on top of that. Would anybody go yeah. for that idea? Well, I, if that's a that's a practical answer to the debate, and it would reinforce the value that the athlete currently gets uh, at the university of virginia i figured this out a couple of weeks ago when people were being critical of tony bennett uh getting too much positive publicity for turning down a raise and making a charitable donation to his university uh the the full package before you even count things like coaching and training uh and and medical care and the, you know, the, the admissions benefit I talked about, so mm-hmm. to speak, before. Uh, the full package at the University of Virginia is a $70,000 package with cost of attendance payments, uh, room, board, tuition, books, et cetera. Uh, it's a $70,000 deal right off the bat. It's pretty good and pay. Then you, yeah, it's, 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 I mean, honestly, how many people who are 18, 19, 20, 21 years old are turning down a $70,000 starting salary? You better have gone to a pretty good school in a in just the right major to turn down that. Now, I think what the what the problem is, and what Gavin Newsom did, he lumped the LeBron James into his tweet, and I think he did or something. Uh, anyway, LeBron James was quick to jump on it and say, "Yeah, this is what has to happen." And kids are, uh, and I think uh, one some NBA player, I forget who it was, uh, Draymond Green, I think he uh, he, uh, he called the NCAA a dictatorship. <laughs> You know, at least he didn't recall to it, refer to it as slavery, but um, <laughs> it's the amount of money that the NCAA brings in, what their TV contract gets them, and they see the stadiums and football full of 65, 100,000 people. And so they think that there's, there's just rolling in this money, and it's only fair that these kids get a check. Somebody writes them a check, and there's 85 kids on a football team. Uh, you know that uh, we look at the size of the of these teams that come running through the tunnel. There's only 11 guys who can play at one time. There's like 85 guys in uniform on the sideline. You know, it's ridiculous. You know, I, I, I I remember when Mac Brown and I don't remember what year it was. It was probably 2007, 2008, somewhere around there when he signed for five million dollars uh, on his coaching contract. I knew that the world was going to change at mm-hmm. that point because the money at that point. 
I mean, he's already making two or three or whatever it was. I mean, how much more do you need? That kind of thing. Yeah. And when he signed for five, I knew that it was going to change everything. And it, and it's escalated from there. Now there are lots of $5 million coaches and there are people in college athletics who are making way more money than they're worth. And the NCAA president, Mark Emmert is the top of that list. Uh, he's not very good at his job. And he, I, I believe the last report of his pay for a particular year was over $4 million. He's not worth $4 million a year. So when you see salaries like that, uh, it, it does bother a lot of people and rightfully so. Uh, but the question still is, is it, is this enterprise as it's currently structured good or really good or great for the vast majority of the young people who are involved in it? And I don't think there's any question that that's true, that it is. Uh, I, I, I see so many people whose lives have been changed by, by the opportunities that college athletics have provided them. Uh, that I, I think that you have to make sure that before you change it in, in the direction that California has, has tried to force uh, college athletics to change, I think you better understand what are the consequences, what are the unintended consequences of that payment uh, or, that, or that, that direction. Because you're, you're okay, some, some people who aren't getting uh, a lot of money, right now they get four to $6,000 about, uh, per year, uh, in terms of spending money, uh, the, maybe, maybe some will get more, maybe some won't get any more at all, but how does, how does that change the rest of college athletics? Uh, that's, that's what that people aren't stopping to discuss. And that's disappointing to me because again, I think it's really a, a, a generally positive experience for the, for the young people who are participating, whether it's in football, men's basketball, lacrosse, ice hockey, tennis, whatever sport you want to name. And 98 to 99% of them aren't going to be playing in the NBA or the NFL. So, Yeah, you know, more, more people play professionally than, than a lot of the statistics indicate. I mean, they'll, yeah. they'll come around and say, you know, only 30 guys a year or whatever getting the NBA. Yeah. But there are probably another, you know, I don't know, uh, 100 who will leave or maybe more who will leave college. If you're a, if you're a capable division one basketball player at the highest level at, in the top six or seven conferences, you're going to have the opportunity to play for money in Europe. And so, you mean? Yeah. Europe, Asia, mm-hmm. uh, Australia, whatever. So you're going to play. You, if you want to play, you can play for money. Um, but the experience that you get from, from your college uh, is going to set you up, not just to train you for those opportunities, but also in your community, in your university community, or if you want to go back home, you've got a degree in your pocket uh, to go live wherever your home is or whatever. And, and that's all being overlooked in this conversation. The PR battle is a wipeout in terms of the value of college athletics versus the, you know, the esoteric value, the unestablished value of these name, image, and likeness payments. That's what everybody's talking about, how important that is to, to, to establish without paying any attention at all to whether or not there would be consequences to the general apparatus of college athletics. I'm not saying there would be. I'm just saying let's stop, stop and talk about would there be uh, before you go ahead and implement. We're talking to Mike DeCourse. you got a couple minutes left, Mike. Um, and I, I wanted to ask you, because in your piece – you make the point that uh, this is not going to scare the NCAA and it's not going to make them move any quicker. Why? Well, in 2015, and the NCAA its membership did the right thing, something they absolutely had to do, which was they, pa- they passed the rule instituting those spending money payments that I talked about. They call it the cost of attendance, the full cost of attendance. What it costs you to travel back and forth, what it costs you to you know, go to the movies on the weekend, whatever. They, that the, all the schools calculate these for the federal government, and now each athlete at most, if, at all the major schools and most Division One schools get these payments. And, and when they did that, uh, they wound up, because they were involved in litigation uh, that had been set in motion in 2009, they not only had to pay that forward to everybody in the future who was a, an athlete from 2015, 16, 17, 18, 19, but also had to go back to 2009 when this active case was in place. And so they had to pay over $200 million to settle that part of that, that case. The, they paid uh, cost of attendance payments 
to kids who had been out of school for three, four, five years. And I got about a minute so they, left, Mike, because you all, I want to make sure you get this so in. I'll because- finish it up. They will not do that for name, image, and likeness. They're not going to set themselves up for a backward settlement that would cost them untold hundreds of millions of dollars mm-hmm. uh, to, to, to unilaterally establish name, image, and likeness. It's going to have to come from the courts or the federal government. But are, are they, is there already a plan in place to pay them for image and likeness? They, are, they have a committee in place trying to formulate ways to do it when it's right for them to do it. Because they don't want it to be basically, okay, I'm a car dealer, John's a car dealer. And we both want our, the star quarterback to attend our school. Mm-hmm. So I'll pay 50. Will you pay 75? Yep. They don't want that. And so they're going to try to set up an apparatus that allows it not to be that, but still get the cost of it, excuse me, the name, image, and likeness payments to the athletes that warrant it. Mike, great job of explaining it. Great piece at sportingnews.com. Always good to have you on the show. Thanks a lot, man. A pleasure, John. Thanks for having me. Okay, that's Mike DeCourcy, sportingnews.com, and we will be right back. They blow into town with the wind, rain, and hail. And out-of-town storm chasers going door-to-door, often posing as a local company, offering a quick fix to desperate homeowners. If you've had damage to your roof, windows, siding, or gutters and downspouts, you may be eligible to get them replaced or repaired free of charge. Just be careful who you call. Visit WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com for a free inspection from one of their highly trained appraisers. With over 50 years in home remodeling, Windows R Us is the area's premier exterior replacement company for roof roofs, siding, gutters and downspouts, doors, and of course windows. If damage isn't your issue and you just want something new, you'll love their no-pressure approach, no hidden fees, and one of the fastest turnaround times in the industry. A company who will never skip town when it comes to honoring their warranty. Visit WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. Mention STAG for an additional 10% off. Windows R Us, proud sponsor of the Jerk of the Week, heard every Friday on the John Steigerwald Show. WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. So many exciting things happening in Pittsburgh. And when I look at that, it's exciting to be in a ministry and in an organization that can bring innovation to reaching the homeless. Joel Gilliam, Executive Director at Light of Life Rescue Mission on Pittsburgh's North Side. We've developed what we call a continuum of care, where we are wanting to be able to help people no matter where they are to get to the next level towards being productive and whole. We can come along, not just those who are homeless, but those who have mental health issues, those who have employment issues, we want to be able to provide counseling for them, a safe environment for them to be in, a community for them to live in. And then even as they get into community, we want to have wraparound services for them to help them stay in their apartment or their house once they get out. It's a much more comprehensive program than it's been before, and so it's an exciting time to be here. Help give someone a hand up through a one-time gift or monthly donation today. Visit lightoflife.org slash give. Light of Life Give. Regenerate Me, now open in Bethel Park, is helping people restore, rebuild, and regenerate their bodies through Advanced Biological Therapy, or ABT. Advanced Biological Therapy gets amazing results by helping your body regenerate skin, restore metabolism, and relieve chronic joint problems to avoid surgery. Regenerate Me specializes in bone and joint issues like arthritis, skin problems due to aging, and even fat loss. Learn more at RegeneratePGH.com. From the Services tab, click the ABD Candidate Program and fill out the questionnaire. A health professional will call you back and help you determine if advanced biological therapy is for you. Regenerate Me's equipment and treatments have been cleared for safety by the FDA and are not covered by health insurance or Medicare. Call 412-851-3811 to schedule a no-obligation consultation or attend the next office dinner lecture on October 16th, catered by Pasta 2 to find out more. Seating is limited. RSVP now. 412-851-3811. Are you hiring? Do you know where to post your job to find the best candidates? Posting your job in one place isn't enough to find quality candidates. If you want to find the perfect hire, you need to post your job on all the top job sites. And now you can. With ZipRecruiter.com, you can post your job to 100-plus job sites, including social media networks like Facebook and Twitter, all with a single click. Find candidates in any city or industry nationwide. Just post once and watch your qualified candidates roll in to ZipRecruiter's easy-to-use interface. No juggling emails or calls to your office. Quickly screen candidates, 
rate them, and hire the right person fast. Find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by over 400,000 businesses. And right now, listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash America. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash America. One more time. To try it for free, go to ZipRecruiter.com slash America. You're listening to The John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250. The answer. Well, I think we had a, a good discussion there about the uh, pay pay for pay for play for college athletes and interesting that i planned on doing this anyway today and i saw today that there was a story that uh, two state reps want to pass a law with the exact same name as the one in california and had a good conversation with dan millen look i uh i think the politicians mean well and i think what the problem with the politicians is is that their focus is uh on the wrong thing the focus in this case, uh, well, it could be on a lot of things with the NCAA, including kids who are playing who don't qualify academically, who have ridiculously stupid majors that they take that aren't going to do them any good when they don't graduate or graduate. Um, kids getting uh, pushed through school and graduating, and then the colleges bragging about the fact that their graduation rate is whatever percent. And but the question is, how how do you know? If they graduated uh, legitimately, or were they handed tests, you know, three hours before they had to take them, so they had all the answers, uh, those things happen. But the the focus should be on the fact that there is no minor league for um, f- football or basketball for these kids to to play in. Andrew McCutcheon came here, became a big star, made a hundred million dollars. So did Sidney Crosby. Neither one had to go to college to uh, advance their athletic career or to enhance their chances of becoming a professional athlete. And too many of the kids who are exploited by the college coaches, they're led to believe in high school that if they go to play major divisions, uh, football or basketball, doesn't matter what they major in, they got a good shot at making the NFL or the NBA. Here's the Here's the story. They don't have a good shot. About 1% or 2% of them make it to those either one of those leagues. So focus on the NBA and the NFL not letting these kids play by using the colleges for a free farm system. That's the deal. See you tomorrow. The John Steigerwall Show is a production of AM 1250, The Answer, and Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.